Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired Nomads series. Whether you are listening by video or by podcast, this series aspires to encourage all of you that are midlife and frustrated in a career, wanting to go full-time travel or pursue a passion, whatever that is, and you're kind of worried about what will happen to you? What will happen to your future if you change your present? So in this series, I talk to amazing guests from all over the world, from all walks of life, who have left behind something stable to go full-time travel and have all kinds of adventures in the hopes that we inspire you to follow your dreams. So today, I have with us Lisa Dorenfest. I hope I said that correctly. Um, and Lisa, maybe you can... Uh, Correctly pronounce your last name for us and also tell us where you are right now. Well, by the you way, did. I'm in Christchurch, New Zealand, I forgot to add, but tell us a little bit about you. <laughs> I am in Zihuatanejo, Mexico right now, uh, having sailed here the long way from Isla Mujeres um, and uh, all the way around the globe and up the uh, coast of uh, the Pacific. Wow. So how long have you been um, out there sailing the seas? Uh, this go around uh, since February of 2013. Um, let's back up. Um, what is the stable income situation that you left behind? Well, I left a big career in New York City where I was a financial services program manager, uh, MD track running, you know, project teams of you know, probably 35 direct reports when I would left, you know, working groups of 500 people, you know, largest scale project in the firm. Um, great stuff. Loved it. Uh, but the sea was calling. Yeah. Wow. So clearly um, making good money, working really hard, probably well set to have lots of money for retirement. So um, why would you chuck that all up and leave it? Well, I had a dream to sail the world, and uh, it basically started when I was chartering sailboats with a childhood friend of mine who'd been diagnosed with breast cancer, and we were living her bucket list, which included a lot of sailing, and in 2008, we were in Sag Harbor, and I'm like, I know what my dream is. I'm going to sail around the world, and then I was like, oh, no, now I have to go do it. <laughs> mm, yeah. <clears throat> Um, when you had that thought, oh no, I have to go do it. What kinds of fears were, were running through your head? Well, I mean, you know, from that thought and from probably the, gosh, the three years that it took me to, you know, kind of pull the trigger the first time, you know, I was afraid that I was going to ruin my career. Everybody would think I was crazy. My family and friends would, you know, disown me. Uh, I'd fall flat on my face. I wouldn't be able to get off the dock. You know, those sorts of things came up. Um, how, so how old were you when you left the first time? So the first time, um, I actually took a series of, of sabbaticals, so to speak. But the first time that I left, I took a three-month sabbatical to spend time with that childhood friend of mine who was dying of cancer when she was kind of going through some tough treatment. And I was 45 years old and took three months uh, to spend some time with her at, you know, during the decline. Uh, the second time when I actually decided to pursue the dream of sailing around the world, I was, it was 2011. 
um, I was 40, 48 when I left. Um, and uh, I was gone for eight months. And then the third time I was 50 and I haven't come back. Um, so, I mean, that's huge. So this is, this is another great thing, um, what you're describing. Some people maybe want to go in steps or t try it out, which is a great thing to do. So taking a sabbatical, if your company allows for it, is such a smart move. Um, I actually tried to do that myself, unfortunately. Absolutely. And it didn't work. You left your job when you were um, 50. You, for the moment, aren't going back. Um, how do you view career at all at this point? I, and I should actually qualify that. I haven't been back, but I am going back. My plan was to circumnavigate the globe, which I've now done in November 2019. And I'm actually, with my partner, sailing the boat up to the top of Baja with plans to return to work wow. uh, look for a job starting from April of 2020. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming, coming full circle. <laughs> cool. so, so how many, um, um, sorry, so how many years in this last stint where you left and didn't go back um, has it been to take, has it taken to sail around the world? Seven years. Woo, okay. Um, so, and yeah. when you, I mean, that's, pause. Wow. <laughs> um, that's amazing. And by the way, have you been, like, how many countries have you been to? 64. I believe on this trip, I, I don't know if I actually have the country count for this trip. Well, I'm going to say, let's see. So I've been to 48 by sea. So probably I'm going to say 42 countries on this trip. Okay. In, in the seven years? In the, um, in the seven years. So that's beautiful. Um, I think, I know when I started, I thought my goal was to basically get a passport stamp in every country. Um, and I found it so much more rewarding to, to stick in a country for a really long time. Obviously not, you know, being conscious of, that there's rules about how long we can stay but staying close to that a lot of time because I want to really know the country and know the people. Um, and so Absolutely. did you, um, did you set out to see more countries or did you set out to slow travel as you did? So I did not set out to get stamps. There are certain places that you need to leave because your visa runs out. There are certain places that you need because you have to keep on going so that you can get to the right port that you need to be in when the hurricane season kicks in for the year. So typically there would be kind of a, a long-term summer and a long-term winter, depending upon which side of the equator that you are on, place that we would be. And then there would be many destinations along the way. So, you know, longer term destinations to give you a, an example. Um, the first year we spent uh, six months in Hawaii. The second year we spent six months in New Zealand. The third year we spent nine months in Australia. Um, you know, on, on the, you know, where, where were we in port, uh, to give you an example. And then, you know, the flip side of that, where were we during the other season? You know, we were probably a combined nine months in French Polynesia. Um, the next year we were probably... 
so that was over two years. And then uh, Fiji, we were at for four months. You know, so it's kind of, there were places that we made bases and then other places where we kind of touch in, explore for a couple of weeks and move on because it takes a while to sail to the end goal. How do you feel like that you have changed as a result of all of this travel? Um, I think that for me, it, it is almost a matter of I became whole. Um, I To do this adventure, <laughs> I needed to give a voice to every single voice in my head. I needed mm -hmm. to give them a name. I needed to give them a chance to articulate their position. Are we going? Are we not going? Um, and to kind of give them each a chance to speak without judgment so that I could then get us all on the same page and say, okay, are we going to do this? Okay, great. We're all signed up and here we go. And then it was like, I was one though. I mean, I'm not a schizophrenic, but you know, I had, you know how you have like yeah. that, yeah. the voices in your head. <laughs> right? um, and, and they, there was a lot of arguing going on, you know, of like, you know, just the, you know, the practical side and the adventurous side and the scared little child side and all these different personalities. And, and really once I, kind of came to that conclusion and held that meeting and we all had our voice and we all got our chance to vote and we all got a chance to be heard. It, I've been marching with one voice ever since. So to me, I think that it's really becoming whole. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, what, um, what do you think is the significance for you going forward of having that whole you to go forward with? Well, I think that it's... I've always been laser focused, you know, I was very focused in my job, you know, I, you know, had my eye, eye on the end goal for the job and I got the job done. But going off in this adventure, um, even though it was my dream, it was one part of myself's dream. And it, <laughs> so I just really needed to make sure that I was aligned in myself with what was the most important thing in my life um, because it is not necessarily easy to be out on the road full time. It's not easy to walk away from a big time job and to, you know, go sail around the world. It takes, you've got to be your best support. You can't take this decision lightly and you really need to be aligned with your goal. Yes. I agree. <laughs> um, what are some of the hardships that you faced? Because um, I don't think I've talked to anyone yet that's sailing as their travel experience. So what, tell us <laughs> some of your adventures. Well, um, you know, again, everybody's like, oh, what's the scariest? You know, the scariest actually probably happened when I was in Yacht Master School before I ever joined this boat, you know, sailing in a gale across the North Sea, you know, with, with no coverage and kind of thinking like, this is it, I could die right now. And it's like, well, it's a good day to die. <laughs> so that was kind of one of the ways I knew that I really liked sailing. Probably the scariest since I've been on a mandala with the captain um, was when we were sailing from the Gambier to uh, the Marquesas. We knowingly went out into bad weather to rush to meet friends. Uh, we were sailing in 55 knot winds, uh, six meter seas, uh, for four days. It was, it was pretty hellacious. On the fifth day, the wind subsided. We opened this, the, the, the head sail. It fell into the ocean. We almost lost it. We were able to pull it back in, et cetera. And, and since then, we've 
said, we're not rushing for any friends. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. not going to die because our friends want to meet us somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <That's good> <laughs> <call>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I guess if I had to say, you know, best experience, um, and you don't really need a sailboat to do this, but our sailboats got us there was snorkeling with whales in Tonga. In fact, you're pretty close to Tonga. I'd highly recommend this. It okay. was awesome. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. I was going to ask you for some recommendations. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, and I know that, you know, there's the hardships of the boat. There's the hardships of confronting yourself. I've, I've had to do that in my own journey. But are you, um, so you've always been on the boat with someone, right? You're not, or are you? Are you sailing by yourself? I am not a solo sailor. I'm currently sailing with my now partner, who I actually met uh, because we had a shared love of sailing. Uh, we met when I was still working in New York. Um, he had been sailing in the Caribbean for five years, and uh, he came up for a summer, and I had a dream of going to the Pacific, but I was like, oh, no, not yet, you know, maybe five or ten years from now, and uh, you know, so we separated for a time, and uh, when I was ready to go, uh, he reached out to me again. Um, kind of a long story. Uh, both of us had cancer at the same time, and oh. at the conclusion of our treatments, he reached out to me again, and he said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about going to the Bahamas. You want to come with me? And I was like, I'm going to sail around the world. And he, I'm like, if you'll take me to New Zealand, if you'll take me across the Pacific, I'll go with you. And he said, okay, <laughs> here we are yeah. all the way around. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, talking, and I'm glad that you're better. <laughs> so, um, um, talking logistically, uh, how have you been able to afford seven years of sailing around the world? So I basically gave away everything that I owned. Um, I sold my apartment, you know, so I owned an apartment. I had been good at saving money. Um, so, you know, not just putting stuff away in the 401k, but also putting a little bit away, um, you know, paycheck to paycheck, just in regular savings. And, uh, I had some deferred compensation as well, um, that supported it. And you mentioned that when you, your intention is to go back to, you're going to Baja and then I guess back to the States. And then are you looking for work or you have work lined up already? I am looking for work. So this go around, the first time I had a paid sabbatical, um, the second time I actually resigned my position uh, to, to start my adventure sailing around the world and was offered a leave of absence. And my yacht master program crossing the Atlantic Ocean, I went back to work for a year um, and uh, delivered the biggest program of my career. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but the health scare that I had, um, that I recovered from basically said, it's now, you got to go now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to wait. So here I am, but, uh, I've been fine. I mean, I've been cancer free for eight years and, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, now I'm just planning on going back to New York. I've got a pretty good reputation in the market. I think that one of my secrets to success is that I was very good at managing, to my peers and managing downward. Uh, I mean, I managed well upward because I did a good job and I always delivered so the people that I worked for loved me, but I was always conscious of trying to be, you know, to work well 
with people um, and to also groom my team and to support them. And, um, you know, those people are now the people that are in charge and running things. <laughs> so, ah, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, I, good lesson. Yeah. You know, we, we're always told not to burn bridges, but, you know, it's not just burning bridges. It's have great relationships with all the people around you that maybe someday yeah. you want to work with again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've, I've been blessed to work with really, really great people. Um, and, um, I hope to have the opportunity to work with them again. So, um, thinking about re the return to your work, um, I think about, uh, there's a woman I interviewed on this podcast series who at 63, um, you know, she had stepped away from work, came back and was looking for work and passionate, she's a passionate woman, found a great job at 63, which I think is amazing. Um, I know another woman who, uh, left at about 48. And now um, at about 50, she's found a dream job. I'm gonna be profiling her in a blog post. Um, so, so far I'm seeing that this gap at an older age um, isn't leading to ruining a career. It's actually so far leading to creating, recreating career and a career that's so much more fulfilling. So thinking about all that long-winded <laughs> um, statement, I'm just curious as you think about your upcoming job search, what are your thoughts and feelings about it? Well, I definitely am in the camp of it's all going to work out. Um, surprisingly, I actually got offered two jobs while I was on along my way. Wow. And opted for, a, yeah, one in Australia and one in Singapore and opted for a variety of reasons to continue onward while I had the chance again. Um, and so, that made me feel these were in markets where I didn't really have any relationships and I networked my way through to positions um, that, you know, resulted in job offers. So that gives me a great deal of confidence. And just also I, I, I have found, you know, again, when I left my job and I thought that I was going to fall flat on my face, I came back, you know, got this huge project when I came back and know that I'm up for the challenge again. And I, I think that, uh, you know, Interestingly, work is my comfort zone. Even after this past seven years at sea, this is not my natural state. This is like, you know, I always have to think every time we kind of, you know, leave land again or leave a passage again to go back to sea, I always have to think about it. It's sometimes it's like I, I'm just on the boat for the first time. But when I've been talking to a few friends lately about jobs and the job market and what might be out there for you, blah, blah, blah. I suddenly find that I'm immediately back into it. I feel like it's like I never left. And I feel like I'm having these conversations as if I was talking to them five minutes ago. That's my natural comfort zone. So I really don't have a concern about my ability to be able to reenter it. And, I, you know, I do. I think the people are starting to work at to much later ages. And I think that the fact that I've gone out and pursued grand adventures is going to be an asset for me, not a detraction. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I love what you just said because one of the reasons I find people should jump ship is because we are working longer in life. I mean, I think the retirement age um, is going to just get pushed out later and later and life circumstances are what they are. And um, since you are going to work longer and later, why not build some fun time in there somewhere? <laughs> so to that point, you know, when I, so my, my second sabbatical was, you know, the leave of absence, I took eight months 
and, and went off to Yachtmeister School across the Atlantic. And I went back to work um, and I felt that I was so much more clear and so much more capable than I was when I was left. It was like I was cleansed and was able to deliver much more easily yeah. without all the angst, you know? So it's actually a real value to taking some time out and just getting whole and focusing on yourself when you come back and it's a lot easier than it was when you left. It's like, you know, taking a good long weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, this funny question just popped in my head. As I'm, I'm thinking about you across the table from the person interviewing you. And I'm wondering, how do you explain the big career gap? Like, how do you answer the question? Like, oh, you, you were not working for seven years. Like, what do you say to that? Oh, I, I say exactly what I've been doing. You know, that it was a dream to sail around the globe that took me from the office to the sea. Um, and during that time, I have become I'm a visual storyteller. I've become a content creator, and I've achieved my goals and widened my horizons. And um, it. And I guess that here's another way I would put this: This is not all unicorns and rainbows out here on a sailboat. Um, it takes a lot of planning and courage and focus to get yourself and around the globe without a boat and at the time that I even had this dream and I jumped, I mean, I actually resigned my position before I decided to go sailing with Fabio. I, you know, I, I jumped at that. And so it takes a lot of uh, guts and planning and fortitude. And, you know, I learned that on the job and I bring back what I've been building upon that for the past seven years. Beautiful. Yeah. I, um, that's been my experience too, is that, um, you know, from the outside, it may look like, oh, wow, lucky you, you're, you know, you're just traipsing around the world. Um, and sure, there is an element that, yeah, lucky us, right? We get to travel around the world. But there's also the, you know, in your case, the, the logistical navigation, you don't know, life or death situations and so forth. And with me with like my bags and, um, but, but in addition, I mean, so I think all of us end up also picking up some sort of really neat skill set. Like, you know, I've developed a, a blog that's gone from simple, you know, relaying my experience to something much bigger that's um, content management, as you said, content development um, and, you know, video series creation, things like that. So we're all actually doing all these other things, um, and, and that's the point. It's not like we're doing nothing. We're actually doing so much that's great for the resume <laughs> that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, so great point. Absolutely. Um, another question, just because of the times we're in, I'm curious. First off, are you, when you uh, park, so to speak, somewhere, do you live off your boat, or do you stay in bed and breakfast hotels? Like, what's your accommodation like? It's a little bit of a mix of both. Um, sometimes we will live on the boat. Like when we were in Hawaii, it was fabulous. We lived in a marina paying $700 a month, which is effectively like, you know, the price of a, you know, a couple nights at a room in a hotel. And we lived next to Waikiki Beach for four months on our boat. That was awesome. Everybody loved coming to visit us in Hawaii. Um, when we were in New Zealand, um, we lived some a bit on our boat because we were like in the you know bay of islands opua um doing some sailing there and then we did we bought a um 
Honda Odyssey and did kind of a whole South Island circumnavigation in a Honda Odyssey. It's, you probably are well aware that it's easy to purchase a vehicle and sell a vehicle pretty easily in, in New Zealand. And then um, while we were there, my partner ended up, uh, his cancer metastasized in his liver. And so we ended up living in a hotel for a little bit of time, well, in the hospital in his case, and in a hotel for a little bit of time. Um, he had surgery. He had uh, a 33 by 33 by 10 centimeter uh, metastatic uh, tumor removed off of his liver and um, centimeter, millimeter, whatever. Um, but, uh, and 45 days later, we sailed to Fiji. But, <laughs> um, but anyhow, so we are a mix of, yeah, well, we were a mix of, um, you know, traveling inland. If we do a road trip, we'll stay in, you know, hotels and B&Bs. And if we are, you know, living in a port, we'll, you know, stay in the boat, uh, maybe in a marina. It's just, a, it's a mix. Yeah. So, Part of the reason I ask, I'm just curious, um, again, because of the times, um, how are you um, responding to the coronavirus threat? Well, I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, right now, we actually feel relatively safe because we're theoretically traveling in our own home. And lucky for us, um, we had done most of our sailing up the coast. We left Panama in December and did our sailing up the coast through Costa Rica, uh, Nicaragua and then um, into Mexico in the January timeframe. So we got here with a 180 day visa uh, before it broke out. Um, you know, we're living in our sailboat, you know, Z Wantaneho does not have this feeling of like, it's a crisis, it's a crisis. I'm here, it just seems like, you know, it's just another day. <laughs> um, but you know, most of the tourists that are here are either expats um, that, you know, live here as snowbirds or the 45 sailboats that are in the anchorage for Guitar Fest right now. So all the boats come down in Mexico to this anchorage for Guitar Fest. And so I don't really feel uncomfortable at all. Um, I am in a, you know, I do keep in touch with lots of sailors and I'd be glad to share with you a link from a, a site that we all use called Noon Site. Uh, that basically is kind of a something that allows us to, you know, navigate our way around the world. And they've got a listing of what is the response in ports right now to the coronavirus. Because, you know, some people, I mean, nobody's been denied entry, but people are now, you know, getting their temperature taken and having to stay in quarantine for a couple of weeks. And, you know, so stuff is starting to happen. Yeah. Um, that said, um, you know, I, I think that I, I feel about it this way. If you're somebody that's got a week, I would probably say don't travel right at this moment because who knows how this thing is going to unfold and not because I'm afraid that something awful is going to happen to you because awful can happen anywhere, but more that you might have difficulty getting somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're on the road right now, I'd keep on the road and I'd keep doing what you're doing. So I, I guess that whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing it. Um, you know, there are people that are starting, you know, their circumnavigation, they're going from port to port to port. And I think you just have to live your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's meant, whatever's meant to be. I mean, I'm really kind of one of those things, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But if I, if I was sitting at home right now, it's like, oh, I want to take a week's vacation and I've got to be at my desk in a week, I probably wouldn't go because, you know, I don't want to be an Asian. All of a sudden I can't get on a plane and, you know, be back in New York for work at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. I, I understand and appreciate that risk. Yeah. Yeah. 
So thinking about um, anyone that's watching or listening to this episode um, and wants to, you know, thinking about maybe I should leave, but I'm a little afraid, like what advice would you offer them? Meaning, sorry. Uh, uh, well, one of the things that you- Leaving their career. Sorry, I don't mean about coronavirus. I meant about leaving their career. <laughs> <laughs> How to take that leap during the virus. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so we, we touched on, <laughs> we touched on, um, you know, the first thing that I would say, which is baby steps. I think that it's a great idea to take small breaks first. Uh, you know, if your company offers sabbaticals, uh, you know, paid or even unpaid, you know, if your company offers leaves of absence, um, you know, do you have something that you can come back to? Um, I think that that would be the first advice that I would give somebody. I think that the second piece of advice I would say is you want to run to something, not from something. You know, this just can't be like, I had a really bad day at the office, I'm gonna go sailing. You know, it, it's gotta be, you know, this is a lifetime change story for me. This is a, you know, an adventure that I have to go on, that I'm compelled to go on, that I need to be here. Um, and, and for me, I think that again, you know, the, the running to something is gonna get you through the tough times. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be following your own North star and it's going to get you to where you're going. Um, and I think that another thing that I would say is, you know, nothing is, nothing is permanent. Um, you know, there's always going to be other jobs. And I would also say this to people that are thinking about going back to, you know, to work for a period of time, there's always going to be other adventures and adventures are wherever you find it. You know, when the time is right, it's right. I mean, when I left my role it was because i felt that i you know i had choice but i felt like i didn't have choice like i was just compelled and i had to go fulfill this dream um you know and if you don't feel really really strongly about it um i don't know if i'd advise it um a big leap a sabbatical leap, sure, check it out. I mean, no problem. Three months, go for it, you know, yeah. but seven years, you know, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, interestingly, uh, myself and many of the people I've spoken to that have been on the road for a period of years didn't actually intend it to be for years. We kind of started thinking, I certainly thought this was going to be three or six months <laughs> in reality and oops. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. Right, so, right, right. right. <laughs> um, so is any like last comment or thought that you want to share with the listening audience? Yeah. And it gets back to, you know, how did I afford to do this trip? And I, I forgot to touch on this when we were going through it before. Um, but in the sailing life, and maybe you find this on the road as well, um, it costs 10% of what I was spending to live the New York dream. Um, so I'm really not spending at the level that I was in New York. I don't have an apartment. Um, you know, our, our boat is, is our home. Um, you know, I'm not buying, you know, bunches of clothes to, you know, have a whole wardrobe for work and because that's the thing to do and because I really love cashmere. Uh, you know, I, I have like sailing outfits that, that I brought with me seven years ago and I'm still wearing them and they're looking a little worn for, worn for weather. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I, I just, I'm spending my money differently. I don't, I, I'm, you know, and again, on the road, it's just, it's a lot less expensive um, for me the way that I've positioned it. You know, we're on our boat, we live, you know, 
we eat dinner on a home and we're going to places where the cost of living is a fraction of what I was doing before. Yeah. Uh, I have the exact same experience. I mean, uh, also coming from life in New York, um, traveling the world is dramatically cheaper than maintaining an expensive apartment and day-to-day -day life in New York. So totally agree. <laughs> um, Lisa, how, if somebody listening is just really totally. by your story and wants to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, best place to start is on my blog, uh, lisadornfest.com. One Ocean at a Time is the name, and it's at uh, lisadornfest.com. Perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here today. This has been, like I said, you're the first person I've spoken to that's got life at sea. Um, so very cool. Um, I think your story is super inspirational, um, and I'm hoping that people listening today um, will just make one more step towards their own goal of uh, traveling or however it is that they want to see their life evolve and change. Um, so for those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Inspired Nomads. Um, hopefully you got some tons of inspiration. If you want to contact me, ask me questions, um, send any feedback, you can do that at heather at heathermarkell.com. And if you're listening and think that you should be a guest on this show and you would like to share your inspirational story with other people about leaving stability behind after 40 to go and pursue your dream of traveling the world, you can fill out a questionnaire at www.interviewquestionnaire.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks so much.